welcome to the Get to the Point podcast, a podcast for busy women who want to have real conversations about fitness, nutrition, and lifestyle, but without rambling or wasting time. Let's get to the point. Good morning, guys. Thank you for joining me for another episode of the Get to the Point podcast. I am really excited to have my friend Lisa on the podcast today. So Lisa, tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do and where you live. Sure. Well, thanks for having me, Leslie. This is really exciting. I'm grateful yeah. to be here and to have an opportunity to you know, share a little bit about who I am and what I do. So um, I guess what's, what's most important is I am a mom, I'm a wife, I'm a marriage and family therapist. I just turned 46 back last month, um, and I kind of, at 40, I guess this this is kind of where my story, I think, um, gets interesting. Around 40 is, I kind of had like, not, I wouldn't call it a midlife crisis, but I definitely had that, what am I doing with myself? Like, how did I get here? What do I want to do? I didn't feel good in my skin. I was trying to lose the baby weight. My job is great. My husband's great. My kids are happy and healthy, but I just felt mad. Like, I just felt really mad in my skin. Mm. Um, and it was, it was, um, 40 was a wake up call for me to kind of figure out how I wanted to move into midlife, um, living my best life. And I started to kind of look around and make a decision about how I wanted to work, how I wanted to live, um, what I wanted to see in the mirror, you know, all that stuff. So that's kind of probably where my story and what I do would be considered interesting for your listeners, I guess. (laughs) Now I do, um, a little bit of history. I uh, I have about twenty ish years of being in the gym and working out. I used to be a personal trainer many moons ago. Um, I have an advanced degree in health education and promotion, and then I have my master's degree in counseling. So it's kind of like this um, this like hodgepodge of health and wellness, a passion for helping people. Um, so I was able to do that in my professional life, but for me as an individual, personally, it was a little rough. I was. Mm. I was, uh, when I hit 40, things kind of just started to, I don't want to say tank because I wasn't miserable. I wasn't, you know, gr- I wasn't unhappy, but I was definitely wanting to feel more confident as I headed into midlife. So what do I do today is, well, I do a couple things. Right. You're a busy yeah, lady. <laughs> I'm busy, yeah. First and foremost, I'm a mom and I'm a wife um, to my awesome husband, Billy. And Billy, just so you know about him and kind of how he relates to my story he also has a background in like fitness and being in the gym. He used to be a personal trainer and that's actually how we kind of met and got mm. to know each other was in the gym. And I think you met your husband in a- Yes. <laughs> yeah. Through, through fitness, uh, through our, you kind of, we were beginning our fitness careers around the same time. So yeah, it's yeah. cool when your partner has the same kind of lifestyle in that way. Cause I think if you don't, if you're not on the same page with that, it can be really challenging. So I think we're both really lucky that we have guys that, that get that. Yeah. <laughs> And I agree with you. I think that's really important as, as, uh, if women are looking to find support and help and accountability, it's really wonderful to have your partner with you changing your lifestyle. And so, so really for me, um, Billy was kind of one of my, um, motivators and accountability Mm -hmm. people when it came, when I was like, okay, I'm going to do things different moving forward. And I also, at the same time around 40, um, wanting to lose the baby weight, I had my girls, my first child at 35 and then my second one at 38. So I was advanced maternal age when I yes. had my girls. <laughs> and, um, and so I think with that comes some wisdom and life experiences. And as I was reflecting on the mom that I wanted to be and to two girls, how did I want to show up to them? I didn't want to perpetuate some of the family 
dynamics that I had learned and experienced growing up, which it's about, you know, and, and no offense to my mom or to my aunts or whatever. It was just how they were, how they exactly. were brought up and like yeah, what, different what, generation. Exactly. Um, but I knew I didn't want to perpetuate that. And so when I decided that I was going to lose the baby weight, I wanted to do it in a sane and healthy way. And I wanted to kind of make it a lifestyle. I didn't want it to be, well, I want to reach my goal and then I'll go, I'll go back to the old habits or old behaviors because those weren't serving me. I knew that. Like I knew enough to know once I made the shift, I wanted it to be manageable and sustainable and a fit for my lifestyle and a yeah. fit for my, my family. Can you talk about that specifically for just a second? Because I think that's really important. Like what were those old habits? Like those things that you were just, you realized they were holding you back and you, you kind of had to face up to yeah. reality and say, you know what, this is not working. I need to make right. some changes. What did that look like for you? Well, it, it really was a mindset. I mean, it was a mindset shift more than anything. And, and I'll tell you, I had some success in shifting my mindset around other things in my life. So I knew that it, people keep telling you, Oh, it's a mindset shift first. And I was like, whatever, no, just tell me what to, <laughs> like, just tell me what to eat and I'll do it. Just tell me how much weight to live and I'll do it. But I had all those programs. I had access to them. I had hun I mean, not hundreds, but I had, I had bought so many programs and I knew, I knew what I needed to do, but it was that mindset shift of, will this really work for me? I really, I really dig in and do this, but I didn't have, I don't think a big enough why. And so at oh, 40, wow. you know, knowing yeah. how I wanted to move, like live moving forward. And I honestly think that just comes from age and experience. I mean, I wish I had that at 25, but I didn't have enough. Don't. Yeah. You just yeah, don't. You don't. Um, so really was a mindset shift and it did help that Billy was on board with me, you know, trying to figure out, and he kept telling me, he was like, you know what you need to do You stop. Cause I was running, I was like out there running. And I remember pushing the baby carrot, the baby stroller with mm -hmm. both girls in it being like, if I just run five miles, I'll burn X amount of calories and I will be smaller or I'll, you know, get down to that weight I want. And, and when I really, he was like, why are you running so much? It's not working. Like, why do you keep doing things that aren't working? And I was like, I don't know. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. So I was like, okay, well, what do we know that works? And I already knew these things. Like right. I knew in my head that lifting weights, really watching my nutrition and getting enough rest and recovery is what worked. But for some reason I wanted it to be different. Like I wanted it to be the way I wanted it to be. Yes. Why do, isn't that fascinating? Like that is what I think, and you probably see this a lot too. You see people struggling with this when they're coming to you like, Lisa, how did you do this? And you tell them and they still just don't want to believe that it's true. And they want to keep eating what they're eating, doing what they're doing, even though it's exactly what's keeping them stuck. I think there's something as humans, like we love comfort. We love familiarity. We just don't want to let go of what we know because we're scared of what we don't know and something like we've never done before. Right. It's so hard to let go of yep. the things that aren't working and be open to what really will work. Yes. I totally agree with you. And I see that not just in health and wellness and fitness and nutrition, but I see that in, as a counselor, I see it all the time, you know, in, in when people come into therapy and, and they want their lives to change, but they're fearful of giving up what they know to be comforting and they're because mm -hmm. they don't know what's on the other side. And they're fearful that, well, what if it doesn't work? You know? So I, I understand that. I mean, I, but my question is, well, how is this still serving you in your life? Like it's not. So why don't you try some different things? Now, different doesn't always mean better, right? You're going to try new things. You're going to try this program. You're going to try that workout. And it doesn't, maybe it's not what you, what you expect to be, you know, but yet at the same time, you tried something different. 
and maybe didn't get you better. So better is always different. Like every time you hit better in your life, you've done things differently from what you're used to doing. And that's just that. a, a mindset. Yeah. My clinical supervisor used to say it all the time and supervision. And I remember being like, huh? <laughs> like, what do you mean? He would say like, different isn't always better, but better is always different or something like that. Wait, did I get it right? I'm different, going to quote that yeah. and that's, that's going on Instagram. Like that's yeah. so good. Yeah. Yeah. So I take that to like, like I look at things from that perspective all the time. It's, and it's okay to try new and different things. And if they don't work out for you, it's not failure. It's just feedback. So, right. you know, I think a lot of the time, and I had to do that. I had tried many different things to get to where I am today. And, mm-hmm. and I think that's why when people come to me and say, well, just tell me what you're doing and I will follow it. And I'm like, well, it's not that, it's not that cut and dry. You have to look at where you are, where you've been, what you're doing now and what your goals are. And then you start from there. You, because I'm guilty of it too. Like I'm guilty of doing that, but that's what I learned. And another thing that I had to really focus on, and I think because our society, we want things so instantly because we, for some reason we, I don't know, I know what it is. Like we see these images on Instagram. We see that's exactly them. what I was going to say. It's the yeah. before and after photos of, I did a 30 day challenge and look at the difference and yeah. we think everything we want is going to happen in 21 days or 30 yeah. days. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, it's so rare for that to happen. And even if that does happen, do your, investigate what's really going on with that person. Don't mm-hmm. assume anything. Like people are going to show you what they want you to see. It's all based on them. And I'm, and I'm not faulting them because you know, it, there, if, if, if the client or consumer is smart, they will ask the right questions and they will like do the investigation for themselves. I've just got to a point where I want to be transparent with everybody. And I'm like, I don't know if this program is going to work for you. I don't know. Are you, um, what's you, what's your, why, how committed can you be to something? Um, tell me what you've tried in the past and how did it work out for you? What were the challenges for you? What were the stumbling blocks? I mean, you know, if I just wanted to sell somebody a 30 day program, sure, here you go and then walk away. But it doesn't, that doesn't fit for me. And I don't think that fits. I know that doesn't fit for you either. Mm -hmm. But I will say one thing that um, really kind of kept me focused in the beginning of the transformation or the journey or whatever you want to call it is, you know how, if you have some, maybe your husband does this to you, but like, we'll go out to dinner when I was just getting started and I'll be like, I really wanted to eat the pizza. Right. Like, or we, mm-hmm. you know, we order a pizza or whatever. And I, and I'm like, okay, well I had a slice and a big salad, but I really want another piece. And he would look at me and be like, is that really what you want to do? And he wasn't shaming me or he wasn't guilting me because my husband is a very rational person. He's very much like, you know, A plus B equals C. And he doesn't get emotional about a decision. Like he Mm -hmm. just, and so I've learned a lot from him in that area. And so I knew he wasn't going shame, shame. He was saying that pizza that you want to eat right now, isn't going to show up on your body for three, four weeks. Are you okay with that? That's what he was saying. And I was like, so yeah, I mean, it, it's really about that. The things I do today, sure, they taste good, they feel good. But if I really want to make progress, if I really want to reach, reach my goals, I have to change up what I'm doing today because it will show up on my body. Yeah. And I think that's just a mindset that I adapted in the beginning that has served me through so many, so many things. Um, and I think that's why having that, that powerful why statement, like that's what you got to, like, that's your anchor. That for me, once I got that and stopped making my why, um, 
I just want to lose these five pounds. I really just want to be a size, whatever. I really just want to be, um, this body fat percentage. Like when that's why I was doing everything, it was really easy to rationalize my way into doing whatever I wanted. Right. Um, because it just wasn't big enough. It was like this aesthetic goal, kind of like you were talking about pushing the baby carrier where it was like, I just want to be smaller. I just want to get to my pre baby weight. Right. That's not big enough. But when you realize like, I'm an example for my girls. Mm -hmm. I'm going to change the way that they grow up and they see food and they see exercise. So I need to lead the way. That's a huge why. Oh, and yeah. I see that a lot with my clients. Like once they get their eyes off the scale and um, the cat's here again, say hi. <laughs> once they get a deeper why, like becoming a role model for their family or, you know, I want to break the pattern of disease and obesity in my family. Like once it's something that big, it gets really so much easier to do the things you need to do. Yep, totally. And I, and I remember thinking that as well. I wanted to be a healthy role model. And, you know, I'm, I, my, my daughters are getting older. They see people on Instagram and I've started to unfollow a lot of women on Instagram who um, I don't want my girls to, I mean, no, don't get me wrong. They have beautiful physiques and they've worked really hard for them, but you know, enough butt selfies and enough <laughs> yes. selfies, like, like enough already, you know, and it's, I mean, sure it catches attention, but what is that showing young women or little girls? Like, and I just don't want to be a part of that. Um, so I'm always, I'm always thinking like, what's my message here? If my girls were to watch this or read this, yeah. would I be okay with that? I mean, I'm yeah. always thinking about that and I don't put them on social media. Like I don't, I don't share a lot about them because I want to teach them how to use social media for good, not yeah. for anything other than that. Attention. Really. Yeah. 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 So one of the reasons I wanted to have this conversation and make it a podcast episode is because you, um, you talk a lot about how like you're 46, you're in your forties and you're literally in the best shape of your life and you feel amazing. And I think for so many women, I see this a lot. I hear it a lot. I'm sure you do too. It's this belief that like, well, uh, once you hit like your mid thirties, it's downhill from here. Like your metabolism slows down and your body changes and everything gets saggy and it's just all doom and gloom. And you know, you've missed your window of opportunity and you'll never be what you want to be again. Like, can you just talk a little bit about that mindset and how you, I mean, you've proven that to not be true. Like I'm going to link to your Instagram so they can like come see you and, and find you. But like, you're freaking strong and you can do pull-ups and like hanging leg raises and all these amazing things in the gym. And I think so many women think like, Oh, I can't do that. I'm 40. What? Like right, talk right. about that. Cause you yeah. have only gotten better and stronger and yeah. more badass. I love it. <laughs> Thanks. Oh my gosh. You're so I'm blushing over here. Um, yeah. <laughs> I appreciate you saying that. You know, I didn't growing up, I didn't have a sport. I wasn't, it wasn't me either. <laughs> I didn't have any sports. I didn't have activities that I loved. Um, I mean, I did things here and there, but I didn't grow up doing a lot of um, athletics. So when I was in my early to mid twenties, I started going to the gym because I remember thinking, I got to find something that keeps me active because I'm just sitting around a lot. Like after college, I'm like, I'm just sitting around a lot. And I was um, in the world of sports marketing and entertainment marketing. And I was seeing, I was having had some pretty decent, healthy role models around me and I started to get interested in health and fitness. And I was like, well, I was watching them. I was like, well, these people go to the gym. 
So let me try going to the gym. So I started going to the gym. Yeah. I didn't really know what I was doing. I was doing a lot of bicep curls, a lot of lateral raises, <laughs> yeah. and a lot of overhead press with like 10 pounds, a lot. Like, I was doing that a lot. But I started to enjoy going to the gym. I just, I liked the people there. I was like, I had fun there. Um, I just enjoyed it. And it, it was it was fun for me. And I know a lot of people say they don't enjoy the gym. And, and I, I understand, like, if, you, if you're in the wrong gym or the wrong environment, sure, totally. you, know, you got to find the right place for you. But my, I was living in Atlanta and I was going to this place called Australian Body Works at the time. I don't know what it is now. Maybe it's a LA fitness or gold's gym, but I just really loved the environment. I loved the people and I had fun. My friends would go with me and we just had a good time. So I think that, you know, finding, finding the gym was this beginning of this self-confidence boosting that I didn't have until I needed it. Like I know I needed something, but I don't, it just kind of happened into it. And then I started, when I moved to South Carolina to go to grad school, within a couple of weeks, I met Billy, my future husband. And lucky for me, he was a personal trainer and we weren't dating yet. We just, he took me to the gym with him and we went to the Car- University of South Carolina gym, the Blot PE for those listening who went to Carolina. And um, <laughs> I know that gym. Yeah. yeah. See? And so we just started, he showed me like how to, how to do a chest press. And he was the one that said, get up there and do pull-ups. And I was like, what? Oh, that's I can't so funny. <laughs> yeah. So he's the one he, he was like, and the thing about pull-ups that people need to know is it's not like you just try to do it once a week when you're at the gym, every time you're at the gym lifting, get up there and try to do pull-ups, like practice progression pull-ups, because that's what I did is he, he would just, he would, we progressed up to it. And then eventually one day he let go of my feet and I was doing pull-ups on my own and oh I didn't gosh. even know he had let go. So I was like, <laughs> what? So, <laughs> wow. So it's, um, so I have, a, I have a base of being in the gym for the past 20 years. So, but at the same time, you have to, you have to start with what you have. And, and I truly believe that anybody at any age can go into the gym and make gains, can make progress. I see it happen now in the yes. gym I train at. I train at Anytime Fitness here in Columbia. And this gym is full of people, 45, 50 plus, who are doing amazing things. We have great trainers. It's, they're, they're very focused on meeting people where they're at and getting them to build. It's not an overnight thing, but it's something that you are, it's never too late to start. Never, ever. And in fact, I mean, I have, I see friends at the gym now who are just starting out. They've been there a couple months and they're in their early forties and I'm seeing progress in them. And I'm just right. like, you're, you're doing it. So, I mean, any, anything is possible. It's just a mindset shift that you have to make. And if you have people in your life or, you know, that message has been perpetuated and sometimes people are just looking for an excuse because they don't want to do the hard stuff. Mm-hmm. And you know, our society today we are, we aren't, we have, the thing is our bodies um, are meant to move. Like our bodies are meant to move. However, our current society culture doesn't really endorse, right? Yeah. It doesn't endorse movement. So we're at this crux and, you know, it's going to be really interesting to see what happens in the next 15 to 20 years if people don't start moving their body. And I'm not saying you have to go to the gym and start right. looking right, but you've got to move your body because we are built for that. Yes. Um, did I answer your question? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. okay. Um, I think, yeah, it was really just those women who think because they are getting older, they're screwed, you know, and it's not true. You're never uh, too late to start. And, um, like you just said, it's mm-hmm. kind of amazing how quickly your body responds. And as, as a trainer, I'm, I'm sure you've heard the like specific adaptation to impose demands, like your body adapts to whatever you make it do. Right. And if you, 
just make it start doing something, it kind of becomes this feed forward cycle where you get a little bit stronger, you see some results, like you, you get better at it and then you want to do it more. So all you got to do is start. And the same thing goes with your food. Like we're doing fat loss lifestyle school right now, girl, we are on day four. And some of these women are like, I haven't had this much energy in years. I'm actually sleeping. I'm not craving sugar. What? And it's four days. So like, it's not going to take you six months to see results. Like maybe to get to your goal, it will, but you're going to like you, I mean, like you said, like you do something different, you're going to feel better fast. You know, you just got to start. Yeah. And it's amazing what happens because people ask that question all the time. Well, when will I, when will I reach my goal? I'm like, I don't know, but I know, I do know within a couple of days, you're going to be sleeping better. Yep. And I do know within a couple of days, you're going to have energy. And I do know within a couple of days, even your colleagues are going to be like, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. Different. And if that's not a sign that it's working, then I don't know what is. So yeah. there's a lot of results that come that people don't expect, or they're surprised by it, but that's how you, that's, <laughs> How our bodies are supposed to feel yeah. and function. Yeah, that's all we're doing. It's not like revolutionary, crazy, sexy, trendy, brand new stuff. It's like we're actually kind of going, I feel like we're going back to the old days. Like this is what we're supposed to do. This is how people have been eating and moving and whatever for thousands of years. Like our modern society, like you said, it's just jacked everything up. And now mm-hmm. our whole world is built around sitting and convenience and have it now. And it's going to it's gonna be on your doorstep and eight hours. Thank you, Amazon prime. But like, that's not how humans are supposed to live. So it's, yeah, I think you're right. We're kind of at this turning point where things are going to go one way or the other. And I mean, that's why I wake up every day and probably you too. Like this is our mission is to get this Mm -hmm. message out and get more people doing this stuff because it's, it's going to change your life and make it better. Totally. Yeah. So for someone that's listening to this and they are like, okay, okay. You're saying start. Like, I just need to start. What does that mean? Like, what were the, some of the first things when you finally decided like, all right, I'm doing this thing. What were some of the things that you were like, here's what I'm going to start doing. Like, what are the foundation or like the big pieces of that puzzle for you? If it was like two or three big things, what would okay. that be? Um, so if we're talking about building muscle and losing body fat, yes. I can definitely speak to that. So yeah. First and foremost, everybody wants to know what are you doing in the gym? And I'm like, no, 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 let's look at you, what you're eating because what you're eating is going to make or break the results that you're getting from the gym. Yep. So for example, the first thing, that, so let's say Lisa were to fall off, fall off the wagon. Let's just say Lisa, <laughs> has, like, let's just say Lisa, Lisa has fallen off the wagon. I have fallen off the wagon. I'm waving my flag and my husband comes over and he picks me up. The the first thing I'm going to do more than likely is, well, I'm probably going to go outside and move my body and just walk and just kind of get some clarity and get and like figure out why, why did I fall off the wagon? Like what got in my way? What happened? Was I overwhelmed? Was I tired? Was I, did I say too, you know, did I say yes to too many things when I should have been saying no, where did my self care go that I, I put it on like this back burner because I truly believe that as moms and as wives and as full-time employees, like we have to, we have still have to put ourselves first. Like, so please think about, like, I want people to think about that. Then after I go and go on a three mile walk and I've like figured things out, I'm going to come back inside. I'm going to look at my schedule and I'm going to say, what happens? Like look in your schedule, where did things go haywire and start to figure out where I can add in getting back to the gym three days a week, just minimal. I'm just going to go three days a week. Yep. I'm not going to stress about what those workouts are going to be. I'm just going to go. I'm going to do maybe full body workouts, just get back into the gym and start moving, start adding 
pushing, you know, some resistance, whatever that looks like for me, for your listeners, whatever that looks like, then of course I'm going to definitely take a look at my nutrition. I'm going to look at, okay, well, how much alcohol have I been drinking? All right. How much water have I been drinking? Um, because those two things are going to probably affect a lot of things for me. Oh yeah. Um, because well, I just think, and I hear this from a lot of women, do I have to give up my alcohol? And I'm just like, are you kidding me? <laughs> Alcohol's a toxin, y'all. Um, yeah. It is. Like, yeah. you don't, right. you should not be having it every freaking day. Right. And so to me, that's a sign of a bigger issue if we're oh, having yeah. that conversation, just as a therapist. Like, yes. what's going on that you need that alcohol? Yeah. Because I think we kind of joke around about it in our society nowadays. Like, these shirts that, like, you know, they have the wine, like, coffee, yeah. wine, blah. Right. Yeah. yeah. It's like, it, it makes it sound like, and I'm not saying I don't enjoy a glass of wine or an, an adult beverage, but I don't Same. like once or twice a week max. Yep. You know, and I'm one, one drink, like not mm. four. the bottle. <clears throat> so I'm going to look at those things. Um, and then I'm going to look at my nutrition. Like what exactly am I eating? Where am I shortcutting myself? Because for me, it usually comes down to I'm busy and I'm stressed and I'm looking for convenience. Yeah. So I need to really look at my nutrition. I'm going to start measuring my food again. I'm going to, well, measuring, weighing my food again. I don't, I think weighing our food is more important. It's going to give you um, more accurate, you know, macros and more accurate readings of what you're, what you're yeah. actually eating. So I have my food scale, make sure that food scale is working. Mm-hmm. Um, know how to use the food scale too. Yeah. And then I'm, I'm going to just figure out like, okay, what do I need to do to get back on track for my goals? And while, you know, I mean, I go through cycles too. I mean, I'm not perfect by any means. I don't eat like on, on par or on plan a hundred percent of the time. Yeah. In fact, I know that like if life is busy or it's vacation, I just want to enjoy it. If I maintain an 80% healthy exactly. clean nutrition program, then I'm going to be okay. If yep. I fall down to that 70, then I'm like, well, Lisa, that's where I kind of like right, have to the line. Yeah. Rain it in. But if I get closer to 90, 95%, then I'm going to see results faster and I'm going to mm-hmm. feel better. So it's work though. I mean, it's, it's, it takes energy and time and brain power to prep the meals and weigh the stuff. And it, some days I don't want to do it either. Like, but I will say that as I've, as I've been doing this longer, I can kind of eyeball it and totally. have an idea yeah. um, what I need. So, and then on top of that, I'm going to go back to going, get my sleep. I'm like, yeah. I'm going to stop washing. <laughs> Netflix. I'm going to stop watching Outlander and go to bed <laughs> in time. Um, because I know that those things like, like guilty pleasure for me is laying in bed and watching Netflix until 11 o'clock at night where I yeah. should be turning everything off at nine and going to bed yeah. because that's how I, that's, I feel good like that. Yeah. So, and honestly, I need to do that it's summer and, um, I kind of let, give myself a little bit of wiggle room, but I'm not, I'm not as like my husband was saying this morning, he's like, well, why are you staying up watching the show? And I, I mean, the guy's pretty hot, but I didn't want to like tell him that because like, that would not, you know. Real like, talk. Yeah. yeah. He's probably going to be like, what are you watching? Um, but I just like that show. It's, it's fantasy. Sure. It takes you, you know, out of your own world. But at the same time, I'm like, I know I need to be turning it off and going to bed yeah. at yeah. an hour. So those are the things that I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, if I fall off the wagon, I'm trying to think what else I might be doing. I think um, that's I'm, huge. Though. I mean, like go for a walk, clear your mm-hmm. head. Get, look at your schedule. Like, when can I program in the bare minimum of gym sessions to get me back in this habit? And I love three. Like, that's my number two. Mm-hmm. Not because it's like perfect or someone gave me that number, but it just feels really doable. And nine times out of 10, I end up hitting four, 
or yeah. five. Like I just set it really low mm -hmm. and I always end up surprising myself because once you get that second workout in, you're like, all right, I'm back. I feel awesome. Let's go. So it's, yeah, it doesn't have to be like, I'm going to work out every day because right. no one can sustain that. Like get, cut yourself some slack and be real. Oh yeah. Oh, totally. And I know that in the past when I've tried to do too much, I just backfires on me. Totally. I, yeah. Then I, then I feel guilty about not reaching your insane I, goal. <laughs> right. And then I'm like, well, what's the point? So I think that that's a cycle that a lot of people go through, Oh yeah, you know, and they, sometimes we can keep it up for two to three weeks, but then we hit this like fall off the wagon. Mm -hmm. off the wagon. And that's where it doesn't have to be crazy. It just has to make sense. And if you stick to, um, those three things over time, you will get to where you want to be, but it takes time and time takes time and time takes time. And yeah. people don't want to hear that or they don't want to admit that because they're impatient. And then yeah. when people make a decision, they want something. I mean, I've been guilty of it. Like when I decide I want something, I wanted it yesterday, <laughs> but that doesn't serve me. You know, that, yeah. that crazy kind of thought doesn't serve me. Yeah. I love it. Well, I would love to wrap up this podcast conversation and episode um, by talking about something we were we were laughing about yesterday on on our um, direct messages, but we both get bombarded, I think, probably daily from people who are selling things, or you know, we see these things come across social media because we're there a lot because that's how we interact with our people. Um, like, what are the what is the craziest thing that someone has ever tried to like pitch you or sell you for weight loss or fitness or like rapid results? That you told me something yesterday that just blew yeah. my mind. So, what, what do you what's the crazy you're seeing out there? Well, right now, one of the things, and I've seen a lot of stuff over the years, and oh, I yeah. and I I'm not the kind of person that's gonna like on social media call something out and like blast it because I don't need I don't. Cause for some people it's probably working. It's getting them the results they want. And if those are the results they want, then more power to them. Why do they, you know, we do things differently. They get yeah. results, move on. Yeah. Um, and they, people could say the same thing about me. They're like, well, I don't want to be all, I don't want to add muscle and lean out. I like to be curvy and, and fluffy. And my husband likes that. Well, good. More power to you. What you're doing is yep. do you, do you, be you, do you for you. Um, but one of the things that I see right now on my feed is a certain product that is a direct sales product. And I'm a, and I love direct sales. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. Like I, I love direct sales, but the way it's being promoted just makes me want to pull my hair out. <laughs> and, and what I'm seeing is people calling it this waste trainer in a bottle. And what? it drives me nuts because first of all, waste trainer in a bottle, like, I mean, it's all about catching people's attention. It's, it's pulling the wool over people's eyes. Yeah. Um, and it's the way it's being promoted is you take two tablespoons and it melts the fat away. What? And I don't know. I don't have a lot of fat around my midsection and I've never used this product. So I just shake my head and roll my eyes. And I, I go back to when I'm looking at products or I'm looking at programs, I look to who is promoting it and supporting it. And if I trust that person, if I believe in them, I will probably give something a try because they're consistent with their actions. They're consistent with, they have maybe you know, if you want a certain physique, go to the trainer who has the physique because she knows how to get it or mm -hmm. close enough. Mm -hmm. So I'm, that's what I'm always doing. Like I'm looking for people like me who do things like me. I want to, how did you get your results? So that's what I'm looking for. And so when people message me and show me this product, I'm like, we are not the, like, we are not in the same like sphere. Yeah. sphere. And that's cool. I'm not your, I'm not your audience. And so as I was having a conversation, the person said, well, my product turns fat into muscle. <laughs> Literally scientifically impossible. 
Oh my right. gosh. <laughs> and, and so like part of me is laughing, but the other part of me feels bad because she yeah. doesn't know what she's talking about. Yeah. And, and I don't mean to like bash this person cause she's a lovely person. I just was like, I'm not your audience. Like, I don't believe that. I don't, that doesn't, it doesn't work like that. I said, actually, you know, how it works is you build muscle and the more muscle you carry, the more calories you burn at rest, which makes it easier to burn fat. Like it's not. Like, One doesn't become the other. Right. You can't transform one to the other, but I just think she doesn't really know what she's talking about. Cause it's yeah. not like her world, but she's, yeah. she's just kind of spitting off what she's heard. And so stuff like that drives me a little wonky. Um, I'm trying to think if there's other stuff out there, you know, everybody wants you to buy their supplements. Uh, no, I'm not saying, I mean, I do take supplements. I do believe in them, but the supplements I like are like a protein powder. Um, I like, uh, I do like collagen, but I, the collagen I use is not a direct sales product. Um, you know, I also what like protein powder do you use? Cause people ask me that all the time. Yeah. Like, everybody has different taste buds right. and different preferences and different needs, but like, what are, what are some of the brands that you just really like the taste of? Well, we've been using, I mean, we've been using isogenics since, well, that's what got me started with, in my program was we yeah. started using isogenics. So we use isogenics protein products. We use our meal replacement products because Billy and I have tried pretty much everything under the sun. Like I've tried everything at GNC in the vitamin shop. And when we first started using this, I was like, this tastes better than anything. And the ingredients list is as close to natural as you can get. Yeah. You know, it is a process thing. Um, so we use that. If I don't use, like, let's say we run out before our next order gets here, I will go to Whole Foods and I'll look for a protein powder that is going to fit for our bill. You know, like no artificial sweeteners, um, high grade weight. We, we do do dairy in our home. Mm -hmm. So we're using whey. Yeah. Same. Um, um, so that's what we use. Um, I do like our workout nutrition, our, um, pre and post workout supplements. I do like those because they, they do give me a pep. They do help me work my workouts and I'm all about a little pep if I need it. <laughs> yeah. So I do like those and I do like some of our other products that are like a healthy Gatorade for kids, that kind of stuff. Cause it's okay. less artificial. And then, Oh, I do take a product Well, I'm out right now, but I've been using, have you heard of hyaluronic acid? Yeah. Okay. So I do use that cause that's good for skin hydration. Yes. Um, and I think that's a great product. And I do notice a difference cause y'all I'm 46 and I'm always in the mirror. Like, what? <laughs> you know, like and I'm always like, line? I'm like, yeah. I'm like, Billy, Billy, do you see that line? That's new. And he's like, I don't know what you're talking about. Like, right. All right. So I like that. What else do I like? Um, I like, I take apple cider vinegar. So it um, sounds like you keep it pretty natural though. And yeah. like, I think what people need to understand is like the big rocks have to come first. Like the food has to come first, the water has to come first, and then you can like clean things up. And I, I think getting like a good protein supplement is probably a really good thing to do, but the other stuff can kind of, you know, it's yeah. not like the priority. I, I right. don't think it's going to make that big of a difference until you have that other big stuff dialed in. So yeah, yeah I just wanted to get your take on protein yeah. powder. Cause I think, um, what you said is perfect. Like, I just think it tastes really good. Mm -hmm. Like, well, then you're going to use it. If, right. if you're having to hold your nose and like choke it down, mm -hmm. you're, you're not going to drink it. And I think right. we've all tried those protein powders because yeah. yeah. protein powders used to be really nasty a couple of years ago. They just were all very disgusting. So they figured it out and they're much more easy to enjoy now. So that's really cool. Yeah, for sure. And I like the fact that, you know, I, I pretty much will use protein powders and meal replacement shakes only in a pinch. Yeah. You know, I much prefer. So the message for me right now for everybody listening is I would rather chew my food and mm -hmm. because I see better results. Like mm -hmm. I see better results in my, in my journey and my progress 
the meal replacement shakes, the protein is, is used as a supplement, like yeah. supplement, not as a base for living. Yes. I love <laughs> that. Important. It's a supplement. Yeah. <laughs> it's not the main thing. Right. Yeah. Right. Cool. What else do you, what else do you use? I'm curious. I don't think I've asked you that. I, I'm not a huge supplement person. Like my pre-workout is black coffee. I, mm-hmm. that's what works best for me. If I'm doing like a morning workout and I need a little kick, I'll just do coffee. Um, and then for supplements, I do whey protein powder. I really love the brand, um, garden of life, their grass fed organic whey, the vanilla. It tastes like cake to me. I I'm obsessed. Yeah. Um, and then I take a multivitamin and I'm trying to, like, I think that's really kind of it. Sometimes I do BCAAs, but very rarely. Um, I think that's it. I'm really basic and my uh, approach is very minimalist. Like what's the least I can do (laughs) consistently um, and actually keep up with because once it starts to become like, well, you have to do this in the morning and then this at night and then these, it's just, it's too much and I'm too busy and I just end up doing nothing. Yeah. No, I hear, I totally hear you. That's okay. That's good to know. Yeah. I like coffee, coffee too. I will say I'm seeing a lot of these coffee people in my feed too with the promises of making you overcome depression and anxiety and oh my goodness, which I think you have to be very careful about because depression and anxiety are pretty serious Yeah, <laughs> for that's... people who are, who are clinically diagnosed. And I, right. I worry, I feel for them cause I really would not want them to get in any hot water with, um, yeah, that's that. a potential lawsuit. Yeah. I like. So I, <laughs> So if you're out there promoting this coffee, be very mindful of what you're saying. Cause I mean, depression. coffee makes me happy, but I don't think it's going to cure depression. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> no, and it's, I just roll my eyes. So, and that's, and that's also as a, like as a therapist. And then I have, right. Oh, and then another one is um, CBD. Everybody wants me to being a therapist. And, and um, now that I have my own podcast, I'm getting people reaching out and asking me if I will promoting CBD. And I'm like, no, I'm not, no. I'm not, I don't, there's not enough. I mean, research is coming on it, sure. but it's, it's coming. Like, yeah, you just, we don't know yet. Like, I, I think the important thing is to step back and look at the trend. And mm-hmm. if you like, you've been in this industry, in this space, you said for like 20 years, mm-hmm. this is just the cycle. Like, this is just what happens. Like some new random thing pops up. Everybody gets on the bandwagon. Everyone starts selling it. Everyone wants you to start promoting it and selling it until the next thing comes along. And right now the, the thing of the day is CBD oil and CBD everything, mm-hmm. but next month it's going to be something else. And I think you're just going to end up chasing trends and pouring money down the drain when really like the stuff that works is the stuff that works and it always will be. And it always has been. So save your money, like recognize that you're just in the marketing cycle and that's all it is. It's just people trying to make money. And I'm, I'm all about capitalism and, and free market capitalism, go make your profit, but they're just taking advantage and it's just hype. So, yeah. And I, if you really do, and I'm a therapist, so if you really do have clinical depression, if you really have yeah. anxiety, I hope you're getting some therapy. Yeah. Along Supplement with, can't fix that. Right. I mean, because it, I mean, there's so much that goes into it and, totally. and I'm sure it's helpful for people, but I, I also just, you, you know, do you want to stay on that forever or would you like to learn coping skills? I guess that's yeah. my, my beef. So yeah. I got you, girl. Well, thank you for your time. You are a wealth of information. I'm going to link to um, your Instagram so everyone can follow you because you're always just putting out a really positive message and you're just all about the basics and you speak the truth. And I think we need more of that. So keep doing what you're doing. I'm a big fan. Thank you so much for having me. This was so fun. Yeah, girl. I'll see you on Instagram. (laughs) Bye. 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 
Hey, thanks so much for listening to another episode of the Get to the Point podcast. If you have a topic that you want me to cover, shoot me an email or reach out to me on social media. You can find me on Instagram at Leslie and Quillen, and I'm in my Instagram stories and DMs all day long. I would love to hear from you. Get to the Point podcast is for women like you who want quality content on fitness, nutrition, and lifestyle, but who don't have an hour to listen to a rambling podcast that never gets to the point. So I appreciate you for being here, and I would love to cover the topics that you care about. So let me know. I look forward to hearing from you. Thanks.